0: Today on the Big Inside, a wicked strong guy who fashions his hair like the Marvel character Wolverine gets all Freudian with us, and also may just reveal the secret to becoming a leader. This is your next workout for the ears, and it begins right now. It's another Monday night somewhere. Wait, wait, that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense. It, uh, well. I, I guess it's time once again. For The Big Inside. Broadcasting from the world-famous Public Alley 701 in the leadership city of Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN, and this is The Big Inside, an ongoing discussion that intersects and connects what transforms the body with what transforms the world, And then turns them both inside out and okay today i'm on lightning speed because we've been promising 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 you guys to keep the show times really short but today our big deal segment is like a fatty so i'm going to stick to the script no distractions no sidecars and i'm going to try and cram all the words from inside my mouth down into your ear holes all at once to just move this train along now you're going to notice we had a little gap in our show airings this past week do not despair We are prepping for our summer hiatus. We're not on it yet, but we're slowing down the produce a little bit. So you might see gaps here and there as we take a few months off and then come back with more great content. Don't worry. You'll have plenty of warning. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us in the meantime. And on that note, we need your help. If you are listening to the sound of my voice, stop. No, really. Stop whatever you're doing. Stop. Stopped? Good. Now, now that you're stopped... Go online and copy the link to this show, either from like our website, thebiginside.com, or from Google Play or Stitcher or iTunes, but not from Spotify because they're elitist jerks. Still out for you, Spotify. You will carry our show one day. But anyway, go get that link from anywhere you listen to podcasts other than Spotify and share it on your social media walls and whatnot, or on a Facebook friend's wall, or send it to an enemy on Instagram. I don't care. Do whatever. You see, we're independent and we need your help to continue growing, and your loyal subscriptions and downloads actually help keep us alive. So help us out. Share away. Get to it. Okay, enough announcements. Moving right along. I'm actually really excited for this week's big deal, which features a man whose work I have admired for years. I, this guy, top drawer. And it's about a topic I love to discuss, and that topic is leadership and where it comes from. So I think you're going to appreciate it. So with that, here's this week's big deal. His name is a little strange when you first see it written. It's spelled like this K A L L E. Take a second to see that in your mind. K A L L E. Now, most people, when they sound it out, think it spells Kal call or Kali k a l l e i mean it's right there it's call or callie it's anything but what people guess it's real pronunciation to be
1: my name is kale beck and i am a strongman competitor that runs the website starting strongman (laughs) what what are you laughing about
0: i'm laughing at the fact that i just said kale and callie in the same sentence (laughs) you did But Kale's first name isn't the only hard thing to figure out. I mean, what Kale does for a living is, itself, also kind of difficult to classify.
1: Like, interacting with people in day-to-day life is, I, I try to, like, people go, oh, what do you do? And I go, oh, I, I train. I'm a personal trainer. Like, I just, like, which doesn't, you know, it doesn't, I, I haven't found a good way to do that. I guess I have to right now, though.
0: Yeah, there's a lot about Kale that seems different. Not different in a negative way, just different in the way that all leaders seem a little different. but while Kale will totally agree with the idea that he's a little unique, he kind of wrestles with the idea that he's truly a
1: leader uh, It's probably that same reason why like i was I was probably like i think I was a kind of kid growing up that wants to be you know wants to be out in front, but too shy to admit it and uh, actually go for it. And once I did is kind of where I, I found myself and really came into my own in my mid twenties with the sport of strongman when I actually just at least found some niche where I could express myself. Um, but I, I feel like, um, in my day to day life, I don't like to, I probably just, uh, I'm a little guarded and don't want to really people to know exactly who I am. Like, even if people bring up like, like, you, they comment on, on my hair or something and say, you look like Wolverine. I just kind of, like, shrug it off and go, eh, yeah. Oh, but you it's don't look like Wolverine.
0: You look like the guard from the Emerald uh, City, you know, the guy who pops out the door. Or maybe one of the munchkins, but I wouldn't say well,
1: Wolverine. No, I'm, 2012, I'm maybe, but, you know, retirement, you know, and you get married <laughs> and you eat cookies. It's, it's a little different, but... The hair changes, yeah, right. kind of right. everything looks different. But, you, you know, or even when someone asks me about the sport, like I could go off and I could brag about it. And I see other people that, you know, even uh, haven't even done as much as I have and they go on and on about it. But it just, it, for me at this point, it kind of feels commonplace. Like I know other people that have done way more. So I just, um, I, I, I kind of shrug it off, even though I have a whole website that like stouts, like everything I've ever done. And, you know, you you put it out there.
0: So, is Kale a leader or not? I mean, he himself struggles with calling himself one. But maybe that's because it's not the leader themselves who decides whether or not they are the leader. I mean, leadership's a funny thing. It's kind of hard to know where it comes from in a person. Where in someone's life does becoming a leader actually begin?
1: Um, we definitely lived uh, in a, i lived on a cul-de-sac in like a nice in a nice neighborhood, uh, you know, fairly nice neighborhood, um, you know, working class families um, until I was 12. And then we moved to, um, uh, my mom's uh, had a ranch that she leased that we ended up moving right next door to it that had horses. So I'd go over there in Aromas, California, it's uh, Central California. So that was on 120 acres you know, it's a uh, central California, so there's lots of oak trees and it's kind of rolling hills, you know, I mean, it's really, it's cool. It's nice. I didn't realize how nice I had it at that time. Um, cause I ended up being very kind of, you know, country. I love that, you know, just driving four wheels around fixing fences that, that kind of, you know, working on, working on old trucks and stuff. But remember the first year I, I moved there, I was so like thrown off. Cause I was like, my shoes are getting dirty. Cause I was, uh, you know, on a cul-de-sac, but then, you know, fast forward, you know, two years later, and I'm pulling engines out of trucks and figuring out how to fix them myself.
0: Seems pretty normal, pretty average. So were there really any signs or clues in Kale's upbringing that would indicate that he would become the leader of something big, really big, that one day he would be moderating the collective opinions of literally thousands of people
1: well we want to go back to as a kid I always had this vision of myself as a child of being more than I was and I couldn't wait to grow up like I I remember like I'd be like I was like probably the worst kid in the I I never enjoyed being a kid for a second like oh I'm just here playing ball I was like I can't wait till I'm like 30 so I can actually do like what I want in my mind and you know now being 31 it's I wish I could just go play around in the park and (laughs) You know, fall down and all that stuff. So you know, you should enjoy being a kid. If any eight-year-olds are listening to this, just try enjoying being a kid. I didn't know how to express it, but I I, I feel like I, I felt important, if that makes sense. Narcissistic. Yeah, I I was I was shy, but I was narcissistic at my core, probably. So, but um, so that's a weird feeling where you like you you know people have told you you're smart and all that kind of stuff that you know people do and i think i was got out of all of my um siblings got special treatment which probably cultivated that a bit um from my mom why why well look at me no i'm kidding oh, god um, <laughs> i'm joking um but why would i get special treatment i don't i don't know but it's just uh how it goes i, I like i if we want to get back to it, like how I'd always get obsessed with a topic. I mean, my, my mom tells me a story of like, I was, you know, two and a half and I could recite every dinosaur. I don't know if it was two and a half. It might have been three. But, you know, at a young age when you probably most kids aren't doing that and they can name off a thing. It's like, I love dinosaurs. So I'm going to remember every single one, even the ones that we, you know, by now learned weren't really dinosaurs. Like me. That's what they say about me. They finally science is determined. Not a relic, but not a dinosaur, but go on. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, she'd have bets with my dad that I could, cause he'd be like, there's no way you can do that yet. And I would, and she'd win a couple hundred bucks. And, or, you know, once I got involved with baseball, I was one of those kids that could recite every stat. So I, I think it's just kind of how my brain works. If, if I get, if something actually interests me, I, I, I try to learn as much as I possibly can about it and get kind of obsessed versus like, if it doesn't, it's really hard for me to then do stuff like actually do schoolwork, and you know all that stuff where, you know, it, it didn't really interest me. And then I have a really a really hard time actually doing it. But if something does, it's uh, obsessive.
0: So okay. Kale had a mind that could store tons of info, a mind like an encyclopedia. And also, Kale was raised to consider himself super special. Is this all it takes? Is this all it took to set him up to become a leader? I mean, is it really just that simple? If we just come to believe that we're somehow unique, then we're destined to therefore become leaders of something that has a ton of social impact? Or does all that positive reinforcement actually have nothing to do with how Kale became a leader at all? I mean, maybe it was some other factor in his story. Maybe leadership is driven within us not by a sense of plenty, but
1: rather by a need to fill a deficit. Um My dad left when I was really young, and I didn't see him until I was, you know, another like ten years, so You know, I think they got my parents got divorced when I was like, you know, like three. Um, Had a relationship with my dad until I was maybe eight. And then, um, like, no one even knew where he was until I was like 14. So that probably plays around there somewhere where you're kind of going out to prove themselves. Do you think you were?
0: Like, thematically, do you think there was this weird chase the father image kind of thing going on?
1: Yeah, I I think any time that a... a boy doesn't have a father in his life and you kind of want to prove like, you know, why weren't you around? And especially also because, you know, then I, um, when I did start to establish a relationship with my dad again, when I was about 14, he then died a year and a half later. So it's like, <laughs> but you know, so that's kind of hard to deal with if you, if you want to go real in depth with it. So there was that. And, um, so I think that ha- and I, I found this the pretty common theme with Strongman is like a like a lot of them I've talked to is uh, this need to like prove themselves somehow <laughs> that they either had a, a dad that was kind of was pretty hard on them or just wasn't around or or what. Of course, you know, it's not going to be across the board, but it seems like a pretty high percentage.
0: So in other words, anecdotally, you keep on getting stories of people who have some sort of strain or detachment or stress or some sort of interference with the father relationship. That just anecdotally, you're not a professional, but that's what you keep seeing.
1: Yeah, and and of course you can go into where because that's my own situation, I pay more attention if that same, if that you know you're talking to someone and it kind of goes that way. But uh, yeah, I'd say it's a overall theme I've noticed.
0: So is that all there is to leadership, just throw some childhood development into a blender and out pops a leader? Can it really be that simple, that Freudian, that Kale's eventual knack for project leadership is simply the result of some psychological formula of one doting parent and one absent one? Is leadership something that's just nurtured, or is it something in our nature, something in Kale's nature? Like, we already know Kale had a strong personality. He was gifted with an unusual degree of confidence in himself at a young age. And sure, some of that could have come from his mom's encouragement. But some of it could have also just evolved because he had that brain for details. I mean, that's going to make anyone feel powerful at a young age, right? So what exactly is it that brought Kale to approach things differently and start something he had to have known would become super complex? Was it just because he wanted to be known? Or was it because he wanted to start something that held true meaning for him, for what he enjoyed? I mean, was Kale's starting of the starting strongman project because he wanted to fulfill a deficit? Or just because the guy's a bit of a narcissist?
1: There's, there's some definite narcissistic uh elements to it but i wouldn't say that there was it was completely that way i don't think anything ever is and uh, on the other hand well i'm doing i'm putting so much of my own time and effort into a sport and you're not getting recognized for it i think i realized that in order to get recognized for that sport more people need to know about it there needs to be more participation especially you know being a lightweight in strongman and you know having the feeling that you you could be the best in the world at that you want people to if if you do become that you want people to know like so um and i and i do remember that the part about when getting into lifting and you have those people that actually do help you and also those that don't that kind of look at you and go uh eh, little short kids not that strong you know they just kind of either put you down or whatever but you remember those people that do and how they impacted you and and I always liked helping other people. Um, so, but yeah, of course, there's there's a there's a component where you just want to be recognized for yourself. But it's you know it's not a hundred percent that way. I don't I don't think. I mean, who the hell really is a hundred percent? I just want to give back. Like, if you do that, you can't really help anyone. Anyways, if you're not taking care of yourself, you know, to some extent, you could do charity all day and then lose your house and
0: so like anyone would guess it's a combination of motivations that makes a leader it's not solely altruistic not just about giving back nor is it entirely narcissistic it's not completely about finding glory there's some sweet spot that a leader finds a little bit of compassion a little bit of moxie and somehow a community sort of gathers around you now fortunately for kale this community was kind of already there I mean, anything you can do has beginners, right? And if you want to make that something more well-known, something like, say, the quirky sport of strongman, where people lift weird-shaped objects and perform unusual feats exhibiting physical power, well, it makes sense to make more beginners that go into that thing. The more beginners there are, the more people that stay on into that community later. Seems like Kale had the right idea. Because there are a lot more people interested in beginning strongmen than you might have thought. Between all the facets of starting Strongman, you'd be surprised how many people Kale influences from his perch up in his grand ivory tower.
1: Yeah, uh, I I wish I wish it was like that, but um, we have about you know we want to just go straight off numbers and social media and however that works is the, in the Facebook group, there's 14,000, there's 40 something thousand that follow the Facebook page, 30 something thousand that follow the Instagram, um, podcasts. We get about five to 10,000 downloads, um, per episode, um, within a couple, you know, within a week or two. Um, so I mean, barring overlaps, are we looking at like, would you guess between 30 and 50,000 people? Um, I, I think it's probably smaller than that overall. Like, I think when you, there's a lot of people that, well, it depends on how many people you're actually reaching total or how many people are like invested and are like a true, true fan, follower, however you want to describe it.
0: If you had to describe the size of the community, Mm would it be more akin to a small local town, a college campus, a large university or a city?
1: A small local I I'd say a small local town, but, you know, just, that's still influential. Yeah, well, th- that's how I like it. That's how I grew up in you know, little little towns anyway, so.
0: I think you might be being a little humble. I think that Reach might be larger, might be more akin to, say, the size of a university. But I I hear what you mean, like you don't want to overshoot and misspeak.
1: Yeah, it it depends on, I I feel, how many people actually know it exists or have used the resources in general, yes. But how many people follow the day-to-day are going to, you know, read every article you put out, that's going to be, you know, a couple thousand people.
0: That's still a lot of people. The mayor of a small town is clearly considered a leader, and the number of people influenced by Cale's starting Strongman project is equivalent to the size of a small town. Now it may not be a town with streets and houses, no public library or public works building, it's a virtual community, but it is a community nonetheless, and it has a mayor and that mayor is Cale Beck. Even if he doesn't walk around thinking of himself that way. Kale influences the direction of an entire community. He helps guide people toward a similar vision. That's a profound power. Even if it's only within one niche sport, it's nonetheless a remarkable influence for one person to administer.
1: I think this is what you're getting at is something I've had a lot of thought lately is also to expose strongman training as more than a sport, because sport and fitness get kind of mixed up, you know, and uh, they're not necessarily the same thing. Sometimes they're the exact opposites. Um, So kind of like a strongman for every man, you know, or every person Um, and using the implements to improve your life. and getting some of the, the benefits of like, it's so empowering in a way. What it gives me, what it gave me and the confidence and others and uh, just, you, you get more trust in yourself that you can just then go out and do anything.
0: So what can Kale really do? I mean, it's impressive to be the leader of a small community, but in the big picture, you know, the picture we like to look at on this show, does it really have any influence beyond the strongman community? Is leadership necessarily limited by where it was born? Or can it, quote, jump the wall, unquote, and mean something that goes beyond its own focal point? Like, Let's start first by boiling Kale's leadership down to just the strongman community, or even just the competitive strongman niche within the greater strongman community. Just those people. Has Kale's work altered those people's thinking? Has his leadership changed people's perspective? I mean, it's one thing to change the way a sport operates, but quite a different thing to actually change people's minds. And there's a word for when a leader changes people's minds. It's called a movement. And it's sort of the mark of a true leader. So has Kale started a minor movement within just the small boundaries of the strongman community, even if just a shift of modality, maybe, in how people approach the sport, look at the sport, or engage the sport?
1: Yeah, totally. If if I think about how it was before, or even how a lot of the people that were around the sport before I was, a lot of them have a very different view than I do. And that a lot of people now coming into the sport being influenced um, by, like, you know, myself and starting Strongman. And uh, the whole thing was to say Strongman is for everyone because I feel like anyone can get that same benefit of feeling like then you can do anything else in your life by moving things that you know, the average person looks at that kind of implement and uh, what we do in contests or training and thinks, how could anyone do that? You know, it's kind of superhuman, like you're deadlifting the back of a car, you're pressing a keg over your head. Like, you know, it's things people can relate to. So, so yeah, it's definitely changed and it's more, it's forgiving more for people getting into the sport and that's what I try to cultivate. And I, I really make sure that people remember, that just like myself, being that kid that shows up for a training day, and people wonder why the hell is that guy here. That almost everyone in the sport, even if now they look at that kid that same way, was that same was that that person at one point. So you think that
0: this movement has created maybe a mentality shift within the community?
1: Yeah, I think for a large number of people,
0: it's a less elitist. Okay, so considering now we just boiled down that within this niche, you started a movement. Have you ever been surprised at how easy it was to create that movement, to create so many minds pointed in a direction?
1: Yeah, if you want to look, yeah. Not that it was easy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't want
0: to make it like it was easy cuz this has been many years, but I mean, how let's say how straightforward it was.
1: It, it really it really is straightforward. And I tell people all the time, even just an athlete when they um they go how, you know, like if they're really good and they're looking for sponsorships, I'm like, you have to have some sort of directive like something you stand for something that people can identify you with how you want to how you want other people to perceive you and then you have to go from there and um i think that's where you know a lot of these athletes they wonder why this person has more followers on instagram this you know or whatever things that they want to obsess about and worry about what everyone else has is that's the difference is you you um connect with the people that are going to come across you in some way. And if you're just, here's me deadlifting, here's this, and you don't actually let anyone know who you are, what you stand for, what you believe in, it doesn't matter if you're the, you have to, you either have to really be the best in the world at something to, uh, you know, get recognized and noticed and get that, um, you know, niche fame, if if you want to call it, or you have to have something that that makes people real, it makes you relatable. So do you think um how
0: comparable? Take a wild guess. We have no idea. We're not professionals, we're not we're not political science majors here. Sure. But take a wild guess. When you think of movements in in larger senses, whether it's the attitude of a city or whether it's a governmental thing or whether it's just some sort of culture churning along, do you think what you're doing is similar? Like do you think that you've just that you ironically and incidentally stumbled onto what makes a movement among like human creatures.
1: Yeah, I, it, it really is the same thing when it boils down to it. And if we're talking about inside you, like just a, a Facebook group or a forum, whatever it is, uh, there's been lots of times where you have to go, well, this is all going bad. This is all these, it, it's frustrating when there's thousands of people and, what they say is going to reflect on you and even your company. Like now if this is how I make my living and they're saying all this stuff to anyone who comes in there and posts, then people go, oh, starting strong, man. I, uh, I hate the, I hate those people. Right. So there's meaning me. Yeah. So, so you're, you're worried about optics. You have, yeah, you have to be, it's, it's huge. It's that it's one of the most stressful parts about what I do now, um, now that it's kind of outgrown um, just that whole community sense. But um, and I've seen I mean, I've been, I grew up, like I said, I, you know, lived in a rural area, friends, all all this stuff. Um, I actually did homeschool through, through high school. So I spent a lot of time on the internet and, you know, message boards and stuff like that were very big. So you'd see whole communities come and crumble, um, you know, on whatever subject all the time. So I think like I was even, I'm talking, no, I'm 12, 13, you know, early teens. So I, I, it's not like. When I started starting Strongman, I already knew kind of how that what to look for when things go bad um, and stuff like that. Actually, um, some guy that I, I made friends with over the Internet, I helped him run a a, a Chevy truck website for a long time. When I, I think when I was like 13, I was one of the people helping run that message board. And now it's one of the I mean, the website gets huge traffic now. It's it's insane. But, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, actually.
0: To our friends at Chevrolet, Um, yeah, we are open for sponsorship. We are already plugging you on the big inside, so please give us a call. But no, seriously, if you took this movement within this niche, Mm -hmm. the people are absorbing and learning something. They're gaining something. What do you think you gain from being part of Starting Strongmen or this community that you bring out into the bigger world, like things that these people may Absorb, learn, grok, understand, that then goes out beyond their strongman that, that you think really gets
1: engendered within starting strongman? I, I think um, having a higher belief in yourself, uh, some sort of compassion for others, because you just to realize that. And, and uh, yeah, I think it kind of goes into number one where like uh, not comparing yourself so harshly when compared to other people when looking at the big picture. Uh, I really try to tell people to embrace every advancement that they get along the way, however it compares to anyone else. And, And this would go for getting a raise, getting a new job, you know, being able to afford a, a freaking, you know, if you're able to buy a $20,000 brand new car, like just being able to advance yourself in your life, it, it goes to that. And it's the same as deadlift. Cause there's someone else who's looking at, well, crap, four Oh five, like that's a ton of weight. And you know, in the real world it is, but you get caught in this niche and it's not so, and then you don't look at the whole story as, you know, like, I remember, I remember the first time I hit a 405 pound deadlift. I, I can tell you how embarrassing it was. I called a girl I was seeing at the time and she was in college and she was like, why the hell were you calling me to tell me that? Who the hell would care? Like, And then that that, that that's a life lesson right there. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty, pretty sure we broke up after that, but. <laughs> <too>.
0: <laughs> Do you ever like, are you ever conscious of that? Like, wow, people are absorbing these qualities as part of my movement. And they may be out there, you know, making the bigger world a better place, making the bigger world more compassionate. Do, do you ever, like, not not pat yourself on the back, not in a vain way, but are you ever, like, acutely aware of, wow, I may actually be shifting people here?
1: Every now and then, it's funny because my I go from, I, I'm pessimistic by nature, I believe, but also optimistic in the big picture. But in the small picture, I think, how is this going to go wrong? How can I fix it? Cause that's how you keep going. But overall, I know I'm optimistic overall. Like I think long um, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, my, my, wife will be sitting down and I'll just be like, I'll be like, you know, I created this whole thing and this, and look at my client just did this. And look at this nice email I just got from someone saying like, they thought that they were gonna, they weren't going to be able to do this event and they watched one of my videos and like this, this whole thing. And it like, just that video I made even four years ago meant so much to him. And five minutes later, I'm like, it's all going to hell. It's this. So <laughs> but I, I don't I don't think I give myself enough of those little moments of uh, just reflecting and thinking positively on it. But from time to time.
0: Yeah, isn't that part of what being the leader of a movement is, is that if you're going to stop and just gloat, you're not really being a leader at all. I mean, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, you're not going forward then. Yeah, it, you got to keep moving forward.
0: Kale, let's play make-believe. Let's go 50 years into some future, and now social media has evolved, and it's another thing where people are, you know, masturbating online and showing the world whatever they do. And and somebody says, you know, when I was young, you know, somebody who's 97, I was so into this one site, this, this starting strongman community. And you know what it taught me for the rest of my days? Blank. What would you hope or imagine that person would say? that this being in part of this community has like brought them for the rest of their life beyond the strongman?
1: Uh, confidence, self-belief. I want to sum it up without being wordy like I usually am. No, but yeah, I think just having that overall um, feeling of not thinking you're not good enough to do something and being able to go out there and do it. And I, I think that carries over to pretty much anything in life. Also, learning how to fail too. Like that's part of it. Like to be able to keep in perseverance and keep going on and doing that. That's a, a huge, that's a know life lesson. I want to quit it all all the time. Like just life in general. We, everybody has that feeling in life. They're like, this is hard. You know, I mean taxes, we all got a pair of taxes coming up. Or if you're one of those people that I don't even understand anymore that gets it back. Good for you. But, <laughs> um, But yeah, you know, like it's hard and sometimes it just feels insurmountable, but just, uh, you know, confidence in yourself that you can get through anything and and accomplish anything or I mean... My goal was to be, you know, like a national champion or world champion in the sport. And I know I, I haven't done that. Um, if, we, you know, we talked about now, I, I don't have any plans on competing. I, I never will have done that. But I feel like I still got what I wanted out of the sport.
0: So is it safe to say that you would hope that someone would gain the ability to believe in themselves without the mom telling them they're special and without dad's approval
1: being so important? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's about right. Didn't think I was going to bring that back, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking forward to everyone bringing that up. Like uh, when people don't know enough about me from all I've constantly talked. Now they can uh, go go even more in depth with it. It's great.
0: So. Where does leadership come from? How is it created? Is leadership nature, just a personality quirk born into you? Or is it nurture, and the result of the experiences that shape us? Or is it some combination? Yeah, it's probably that. But one thing we can say about leadership, it starts by walking your own path.
1: Oh, I, I definitely... I, I'm in charge of the path I'm walk, I'm going down, and I, I'm not wanting to admit that i I am a leader, but if i if I look at it, i I don't feel comfortable in that being told what to do role. So I'd say I probably am.
0: Everything we start has a chance to turn us into a leader. So maybe there's no big mystery behind how we become leaders.
1: I think it's anyone who's trying to take a idea or, you know, and group of people and impart it to, uh, to go in a direction.
0: Pretty simple. All it took for Cale Beck to become the leader of a vast community was, well, to just start. And for him, it was starting Strongman. Every day, there's new opportunities for us to start things. For all of us. It doesn't have to be grand. We don't have to be experts. We just have to start. Because that's how leaders get made. By starting. thanks again for stepping inside the big inside we'll be back again next week to bedazzle the back pocket on the genes of life with the rhinestones of physique sports oh my whoa what that one was like no (laughs) next level yikes But anyway, in the meantime, please, 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 as I mentioned at the top of the show, remember that we need your independent support to keep our independent operation running. So don't forget to share us on social media. And even better, if you love what we do or hate what we do, we'd love for you to let us know. Become a big mouth by dropping us a line directly. Go to the website and leave a comment on any episode's show notes. That's thebiginside.com. Or just go to the Facebook page or drop us a direct email. We'd love to hear from you. And now our great sponsors. Today's show was sponsored in part by SAI Sports. That's S-A-I-S-E-I Sports. who are the makers of the new pre-workout formula rec. And I really recommend you guys going and check out this company's website and just go see how they're growing. I mean, they're not – what I'm loving is that they're not just producers of the most potent pre-workout on the market – but they have this totally unique approach to their work. Um, they're trying to create community by featuring regular athletes like you. And, and they're growing with blogs and videos. And their goal is clearly beyond just being a supplement company. So worth your time. Go check them out. Uh, go by Rekt, which will transform how you lift you get a better pump, more focus, and no hard crash. Um, and also, like I said, visit their website and become a part of the growing Saisei community. You can learn more about Rect and buy it for yourself at SAI, sportscom We've also been brought to you by Scorpio Creative, which is a boutique design, branding, and marketing firm for small businesses or individual people. Whether you need a logo, a business card, a website, social media strategy, or a whole slew of marketing – Scorpio Creative works independently with small contractors to produce the exact scale of marketing and design you need. So go check them out and get your business rolling, ScorpioCreative.com. As I mentioned a million times before, The Big Inside is independently funded, which means we rely on stunningly gorgeous people like you to help keep us going. Look, this stuff doesn't come free, even if the listening is. So if you like what you hear on The Big Inside, please consider dropping a few bucks into our virtual bucket of love at our website, thebiginside.com. Any amount helps. We love that cash money, so your generosity is not only appreciated, we'll even, you know, we'll chat you up in the air if you dump us a good load or even a small load of money. In fact, why not hump our leg completely by becoming a sponsor of The Big Inside? Our audience is huge and growing, so your product and your service gets promoted to a big audience. And we really want to share your products and services with them. So contact us for more information via our website. We love selling your stuff. And hey, karma is real. Now, as you know, we like to end each episode of The Big Inside with what's called the Little Insider. We take something that we have been up to personally in our lives and that has helped us you know, improve things over the last week. And we turn it into a recommendation for you to look into this week. So Kale Beck, what what do you got? What's your little insider that you're recommending for our lovely listeners this week?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm about to try to. Uh, I think I'm going to get a maid service, nice. which I, I have a feeling is going to really improve my life, but I haven't yet. So,
0: <laughs> what, wait, a minute,
1: wait, why are you are you a slob or something? No, it's not at all. The house is clean, but it's you know like I work from home and. You know, like my so, wife, she's, she's running around like, you know, and she works a lot too. So it's like, so you want to capture some dogs. more time. Yeah. You want to get like more time yeah. for yourself and let the maid take care of I was just, I, was just I asked her, I'm like, you know, if we spent, you know, hundred, whatever, hundred, 150 bucks a month right here, I'd rather spend the money on that versus like, you know, like, and then that's going to free up either more time for me to be me and her to be more productive or maybe actually like go out yeah, like if it's like it a day we a day we we both have and like we actually go for a hike or go to the yeah, beach and you know. So you're you're I, recommending I like folks a, look into hiring can... a
0: maid or or a mail maid. What is a mail maid? I don't know. <laughs> a maidster. I don't know. We'll find we'll, it. We'll but
1: see who they. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome, Kale. That's great. That's a good recommendation. I like it. Especially because mine, by coincidence, is also cleanliness-related. Like, my thing... All right, this is going to sound weird. My thing is stretching in the shower. Like, literally. Not, you know, super stretching. I mean, look, I've been around this physical stuff for decades. So I have no hard research to back what I'm about to suggest. But I... Always do a little stretching in the shower. And lately, I've been doing a lot more. Just little things, you know? I mean, it's limited space. So just tiny, basic movements. like maybe be stretching out my calves or my neck or my shoulders, something like this. But it's it's focused and concerted. It's real stretching. And I swear, it changes how my body wakes up in the morning. It's a total game changer. So that's what I'm recommending to folks. Experience the brilliance yeah, of think, shower um, stretching. That's my little insider. At, at...
1: No, I, I don't know if I... I I'm... I'm not, sure if, I'm not sure if that is going to be my recommendation because I haven't tried it yet, so it might be horrible. Well, we'll take it because I think
0: uh, everyone needs to be cleaner, so I'm down with that. That's that's a perfect little insider. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we got. Today's show was produced by the Physiculture Collaborative, whose upbringing also involved a lot of ranch time, including ranch dressing, ranch Doritos, ranch dip. Come on, you saw that one coming. Music in today's episode was all Creative Commons licensed and provided by Middle Mountain, Congress, the band, not the political body, Scott Buckley, Hyde, and Graphic Melee. Please check out all these genius artists online at places like Bandcamp and YouTube and SoundCloud and the like. Their work is not only incredible, they're also friends of mine. Now that's the workout for your ears this week. I'm Christian Mady, a.k.a. XN for The Big Inside, reminding you that no matter what you do on your outside, what makes it big is what's found on the inside. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later.